Hey everybody, welcome back to Six Pod, uh, your weekly Toronto sports podcast. Um, kind of a different recording schedule. It's a it's a Wednesday, uh, mid to to early evening. Um, but hey, life happens. It's a it's a busy schedule. To uh, two full st- full time uh, students, uh, Jacob, uh, how are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, bit of you know busy week, busy weekend. We have that kind of. We're on that entrepreneurial grind with our uh, business and our, you know, schoolwork. So things are flowing, you know, but it's going well. Um, yeah, let's get into it, Simon. Uh, so last week, a week today was the NBA trade deadline. And Toronto Raptors fans will know Norman Powell has been traded to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Um, another noticeable thing regarding the trade deadline was the the lack of a Kyle Lowry trade, the absence of a Kyle Lowry trade is a lot of people. Um, I think including Kyle Lowry were expecting uh, this trade to get done, whether it would have been to the heat or the Lakers or another contending team. And Kyle Lowry is going to be a Raptor um, till the end of, till the end of the season for sure. And then we'll go from there. But Simon um, let's start with, with let's start with Lowry. Let's say, were you expecting him to get traded? Are you disappointed he didn't get traded? Or what are the what are the what are the feelings that you have regarding the situation? Um I think it made basketball sense for him to be moved on the trade deadline. Um obviously I'm happy that he is gonna be in um a Toronto Raptor uniform for for a little bit longer. He was actually injured, so we don't know how long until we'll see him again. Well, it's and if we part see of the tank, the Jacob. It's part of the tank. But regardless, um I was like 80% sure he was getting moved on the trade deadline. Where were you in terms of it just made sense. It 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 was almost like picturesque in a way, right? Like his 22 minute media availability uh, the night before um, the just lack of performance that this team was showing. Um, it's like the way Lowry was answering questions that like peace sign, it just made sense. It was like a, it was almost like written just like a kind of like a movie in a way. Right. And you know, three Oh five, 310, 315, and then the watch bomb um, comes in and says Raptors are going to keep. So I, w- I was surprised. Um, and then after that text kind of came in, or when it realized that they weren't going to move him, I think I got like more, um, I think I got some like clarity. And I was like, yeah, no, he should have been moved. Where, did, where are you yeah. on that? Yeah, I think I was a little similar to you. I wasn't. Honestly, wasn't sure if he was getting moved. I, I knew there was a high possibility, but I always, I don't know. I knew the package had to be right for him. And I knew Masai, um, he's pretty smart with his deals, right? Like he's going to get something back um, if he's given you a, a pretty great asset there. So um, all that stuff was going on. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. And eventually he didn't get, he didn't get moved. And I was kind of like, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't have minded getting, 
some young talent in return. Um, because I know we talked about this, but Masai, I believe, from Miami and from the Lakers, we're looking for two specific players in return for Kyle Lowry and as part of a package. And Miami didn't offer that. The Lakers didn't offer that. So at the end of the day, like, I'm glad we didn't give him away for something we would have regretted, you know, dealing with. But I still would have maybe preferred getting someone like Tyler Harrow or someone like um, Horton from the Lakers that that are pretty promising young guys. And it's quite clear we're we need some youth um, talent at this time because we gave away Norm. We gave away Thomas, not not that Thomas played more than a minute a game, but we gave away Terrence Davis as well. And, and these are guys that, you know, are, are pretty young and, and are, are guys that we, we will be missing to be, to be quite honest. I'm, I think the impact some of those guys make on the game is, is going to be noticeable. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think maybe a trade would have been nice to get someone in return for Kyle, but at the end of the day, I'm, I am glad we didn't give him away for, for nothing. And from every report that I could find online, it's it appeared like Lowry was fine with finishing this, this, this season off. I don't think he was like desperately looking for a trade. And yeah, I, I think Masai was looking for, as you mentioned, some specific players. Um, and they just weren't comfortable giving them up for a rental, right? Lowry is an unrestricted free agent this this um this upcoming season um, who knows what he has in like, what's his plan. And, you know, thinking it from those two teams side, like, uh, yeah, I get it. Right. Like there's not really any term on Lowry. It, it could be a, a rental. Um, so, yeah. Going forward. What, what do you think is, is kind of the direction Lowry and the Raptors will be heading in? Because I know like from where I see it, I either think, Lowry's getting signed to a one-year deal with the Raptors and then traded next year, or he's just going to sign somewhere else. So I don't think it's going to be in the cards for Lowry to get another like long-term deal. He's what, 34, I believe. 35, and... I think. 34 or 35. Okay, so, I think he just yeah, turned so 35 he's... on the free agency. So yeah, it's 35 oh, right. Now. It was his birthday. You're right. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. 35. He's not going to get anything more than like a, maybe like a one-in-one kind of thing with a player option after the first year. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Raptors are going to give him a lot of money. And yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it's best for like a quick sign and trade next year? Do you think it's yeah, better I, to I, just uh, like remove all of that cap space and then look for other potential free agents this summer? I think, I think it's going to be a sign and trade. Um, it, it's, it appeared just based on um, Masai's, uh, media veil, which I was actually very surprised he did. I thought it would have been Bobby Webster who would have came on and and did one, but hey, it was Masai, and it sounded like Lowry and Masai have a have an agreement that he's not going to leave without any assets. Um, mm-hmm. so it's I kind of nice I, of of Lowry to do because well, yeah, he I, could very well sign somewhere else, right? I mean, it's been done, right? You know, like you look at hockey and, and stuff, and, and players just walk to. For, oh, from basketball, that... they walk even even more. Like yeah. I don't know if everyone who's paying attention is seeing people getting bought out left and right just because yeah. they're tired of playing on their team. That with other trades coming, with someone like Aaron Gordon who requested a trade, like yeah, 
to, but, to an uh, extent like yeah Go ahead. i i don't know i it's like i i uh i i don't i don't see lowry playing like i don't think lowry is part of any team's long-term plans let alone the raptors where we are clearly not a contending team barely a playoff team kind of uh, gonna be in that playing round maybe i don't even know um i don't know jacob uh, i think uh i think it i think it you know it's very messiah and bobby for not pulling that trigger like they're not going to just give him up which i respect and hey like i'm not mad that lowry wasn't moved it's just you know if the deal it's, wasn't right gotta, the deal wasn't we right. gotta start yeah we gotta start looking to the future right and lowry's been a huge part of our past but and don't don't get us wrong. We love Kyle Lowry, everything he's done for the city. But is if it's if it's in the cards for for us to start moving in a different direction, then you know, as a Raptors fan, you kind of want you want what's best for the team. And, right? and, and speaking of 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 which, Jacob, I, I just really quickly, I just want to ask, um, when did you? Because I had kind of like an a uh, an epiphany moment. When did you realize that like this era of the Raptors? is like no longer because I had a, I had I had a moment do you have a moment or like a a, a player leaving or a trade or a, a, a quote did did something happen for you yeah so for me like I I was even skeptical after Kawhi left to be quite honest with you like as they played last year they were doing really well they were the second seed and I was pretty confident but after Kawhi left I just kind of felt we don't have that superstar and you know, Siakam was supposed to be that guy last year and he's supposed to be that guy this year, but it just felt like we have a lack of like a consistent perennial all-star. Lowry is no longer, not that he ever really was a guy that can single-handedly lead you to a playoff team. Um, I don't know, Simon, I got to be honest after Kawhi left, I was like, I don't know if our, our windows open. And then we had that surprise season where they finished second yeah, I think it all goes back to Kawhi leaving. But how about you? Maybe I maybe we're it's similar for me. Uh, mine was um, last last year's uh, bubble playoffs, where we didn't have that impact player in what you were just talking about, right? We had mm-hmm. a really you know we were the second seed. We had an unreal off season, um, or regular, regular season. season. My apologies, and as you said, Siakam was supposed to be that guy and very clearly he wasn't. Um, and Lowry did everything in his power to drag that team in past Boston in the second round. And they just, it just couldn't. Right. And so, um, I think maybe that's where I was like, wow, like this isn't, this isn't it anymore. And then I think when Serge left, that really cemented things. I was like, okay now and then it just went downhill okay now they're in tampa okay here we go okay yep oh now they get covid okay yep all right now they only have one regular uh they only have one win in march oh okay right it's just all of these things that just started piling up and i'm like oh my gosh but yeah i agree i think we need to start looking uh to to the future if we want to point out one moment one moment that probably could have ruined the Raptors' chances of success was the minute Aaron Baines put his pen on the paper 
to agree to a deal. So I think Aaron Baines, <laughs> that's Masai's worst move as a like general manager or not general manager, uh, VP of basketball or president, president yeah. of basketball operations, or whatever his title is. Like what, what, what happened here? Cause he cannot play basketball. We do not have a center. Yeah. And this is, this is another thing we can talk about another day. Cause we're just going to drive to frustration right now. Let's quickly talk about Norman Powell leaving. Um, Tough. Norman was like, he was, yeah, he was a guy that like you associate with that championship team. He was a guy that's been here since like, since we've been good, pretty much Powell's been here since 2015, 2016, when we made those couple pretty deep runs, DC conference finals played against LeBron was literally the guy who matched up with LeBron a lot of the time too. And one of those homegrown guys like Freddie, like Pascal that you've just been rooting for since the beginning. And it was hard to see him go, especially now as he's kind of reached new heights of success that we haven't really quite seen from him like this year he's averaging 19 points a game and and good for him like he's definitely going to get paid as he's a free agent this summer and at the end of the day it made sense because he's we're not we can't afford to pay him with with what we're paying you know freddie pascal og um even aaron freaking baines like with all those deals right now we just couldn't afford to pay norm 20 million next year and i think it was likely he would have left either way so getting gary trent jr and that kind of deal Good for the Raptors. I tough, think man. I think Gary it, Trent's it was tough. It was tough to watch that. And yeah. like the did you read the 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 story today that he posted? The 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 Dear Toronto story? I read his his Instagram post like a couple days ago. Okay, so when you have time, uh they he wrote like a like a story about his time. And I just want to read one quote to you because I was like, Oh, come on. Can I read it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he goes. Uh, I always thought of myself as being part of the core that was being built around me, Freddie, Pascal. We all kind of came up together. We were all part of the same age. We were thick as thieves, man. And I really felt like our group plus OG were destined to be the next great Raptors team. That sucks. That is hard. That is pretty hard to hear. I'm not going to lie to you, Um... man. When I read that, I was like, come on, like, come on. Like, he was having an unreal year and like, you're right. We couldn't have paid him what he deserved, but it sounds but, like he would have wanted to stay for a little cheaper, man. This like, you don't, you don't, you didn't hear that stuff from Kawhi, right? You didn't hear that stuff from like, he, he, I think he would have wanted, I think he would have stayed. Yeah. Cause if, if we think about that, like Lowry's gone and his 30 million year contract is gone. So that does actually free up some space for us to spend this summer. Right. And so, you got Freddie at the one, Norm at the two, OG at the three, Powell, uh, not Powell, um, Siakam, Pascal at the four. And then I don't know, we'll see how Chris Boucher develops. But that five, like I'm going forward, I wouldn't have had no problem having that as our, our starting five. And it's kind of sad to hear that he would have liked to be a part of that. Um, but, and man, like uh, it's business. We get it. It is business. And, and I think we actually got a decent deal out of that. So Gary Trent Jr., for everyone who doesn't quite know who he is, he's really young. I believe he's actually a year older than Simon and I. So That's he's crazy. turning 22 this year. Yeah, it's crazy. But he's averaging 15 points a game. So everyone who's like, oh, we should go to Tyler Harrow. He's literally averaging the same numbers as Tyler Harrow. Okay. So let's let's pump the brakes on the Tyler just Harrow talk. He just doesn't have a Jack Harlow song. Sure. Pretty yeah. much. That's about that's about that's the, the only difference between the, the two. That's the only difference, bro. Um, but no, it was really hard to see Norm go. And 
I hope he I hope he does all great the best. things in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah straight well. up. Um like this isn't this isn't like Kawhi leaving. Like honestly, like like when Kawhi left, everyone's like, I hope Kawhi loses in the first round. Like I hope yeah. he has immeasurable disappointment with a new team. Like with Norm, I'm and like, he has. this guy has that that has come yeah, to no, fruition. Um yeah. No, it just like he grew up, right? Like he not, Raptors nine oh five, Mrs. Like like um you know, lived in Mississauga for a bit, understanding the grind. And yeah, I think you 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 said it perfectly, like all the best to him. And I think he's he's a hell of a player, man. And like he deserves the check and he like it's get it, man. It's just I mm-hmm. like like I'm hey, I'm sad because like you, you liked us, right? Yeah. Like and not not a lot I mean, of NBA a... players want to stay in Toronto. No. There's there's still a chance he comes back, right? Like maybe we do talk to him this summer, and he's like, "Hey, I want to be back in Toronto because he's unrestricted free agent." Yeah, that's a Masai move. He'd he'd do that with his yeah. with, with his BlackBerry. But speaking of Masai, though, Jacob, what are your? Uh, I think I mean that's a transition. That's a good one to 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 go into next. What do you think is going to happen with yeah, him? Yeah, so I think yeah, start. Oh, give here. us a breakdown real quick. So Masai is contracts ending that this year and Simon and I talked about his contract in the past I don't know a couple months so from what we understand there is a contract ready for him to sign uh by the MLSE he's just taking his time um with signing that so Simon and I are on two different pages here I think I think this leads to him actually signing something I just think he's been focused on the Raptors whole operation right now they've been figuring out what to do with Lowry with, with Powell where they're going forward um, but I do think he'll ultimately sign something and come back. I think he loves it here. Um, but Simon, I know you you have some good points too about his other kind of career aspirations. So what do you think about Masai? I think that if he is going to stay in basketball, then I think he's going to um, – He's going to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors. That's what I think. Um, however, he um, likes his um, likes volunteer work, stuff with Africa. Uh, he's been very, very successful in, in, in kind of his uh, philanthropy work. And um, he's not been um, shy about that when, when, when talking about that type of stuff uh, way back when um when there was rumors about him and the Knicks um there was some legitimate legitimacy around that because Masai was interested in living in New York because of the the UN and, and UNICEF and and those kind of networking connections for his uh for his organization and so I, I I think if he wants to stay in basketball ops I I think he will sign a deal um but I don't know it's I, and you I, can't fault him for like wanting to do more with that because that's no, a pretty like, cool thing he's doing, right? Um, no, with Africa all the, and like that's sick. Also, I just Giants Masai, of Africa, right? Like that's the yeah. Uh, the I think that's it. Whatever. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Um, you know, you look you look at his just his his, his like I think what he does with players and signings can be also applied to how he operates, and he's a very very like calculated person, right? Like he he takes his time, doesn't um doesn't respond to to like like timing or or narratives or anything like he he operates on his own time and he'll do something when he's ready case in point Kyle Lowry 
right? Case in point, DeMar DeRozan, like he will do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and Simon, I think it's good to note too, like someone like Bobby Webster, obviously been working side by side with Masai for, yeah, Masai for the past couple years. Uh, it might not be the end of the world if Masai leaves and, and we still have someone like Bobby Webster, who's, who's been doing work right beside Masai and kind of knows how he operates. No, and like, Maybe we can have his kind of protege, right? Kind of, kind of thing. And Bobby signed it. I think it was a multi-year deal. Raptors don't really yeah. release stuff anymore maybe because of this Masai stuff, but I know, I know like Bobby just got uh, extended this, this uh, past season. Um, Yeah, man, it'll be interesting. Yeah, him and nurse, like, him and nurse, yeah, right? So. Yeah. And he said like, we'll address it on the off season. Right. And um, the Raptors will be fine. Or, you know, these quotes where I'm like, Hmm. You want to read into them a little more than you, than you maybe should. Especially with a, with a person like Masai, who's very, very good at, um, just calculated calculations and stuff right and so it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. i i i think yeah i don't see him going to another nba team to run it to run an or or to run a front office but in the same breath if he really wanted to stay i don't know why he hasn't um put the pen on the dotted line yet i don't know Yeah. yeah anyways simon moving on um i know you kind of mentioned some things around the Leafs and and Freddie not traveling with the team, but the Leafs play tonight. Um, hopefully things go better than last game there, right? A little OT loss, right? Last game. You're right, buddy. Um, listen, um, Austin Matthews' rest seems better, and I think that's a very very important thing. Um, he was he was shooting. He was in his like actual spot on the power play. Speaking of which, the power play is absolute shit. Like it's like I think it's like I think it's like one for twenty four. It's just absolutely awful. Seriously, it's so bad, man. I think it's the worst in the league right now in in the past month. Like it's bad. So like I hope they that's better. That's fig- you want to hear. No, no, especially with 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 the, like the talent we have. And so yeah. I think here's my thing, Jacob. Really quickly, I know this is a little off, but what's your thoughts on? not putting a defenseman on the power play and putting five forwards. It's not really done in the league. I did a little bit of research and I couldn't find a ton of teams that like operate on that philosophy. But what's your thoughts with just putting like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Simmons, Simmons or Simmons, Galchenyuk or Thornton. Spatza, they got just another person, and then you have Neeland or you have Marner and Matthews high to play the defense. Yeah, it's I a see risk. absolutely no issue with that. I see no issue with that. Like the point of the power play is to apply pressure offensively. It's not really to worry about getting back in your own end because at the and end I'm, of the day, yeah. like yeah. yeah, there's there's one goal on a power play, and it's to score. It's not and, to it, play and, and, and like the, the thing is like the ice our power play hasn't even been like dangerous. Like we're like struggling to like even get set up. Like we're not even creating chances. Um, And I'm done with this drop pass philosophy that I think this is coming from Keith because this was last year too, when Keith took over and like the purpose of the drop pass is to like create space for easy uh, zone entries. But the thing is Mm -hmm. teams are getting smart and they're just, they're staying back further and then attacking. 
They're just waiting for the draw pass. They're putting a person in the middle. So I'm done with this draw pass. We need to figure out a private. Regardless, moving forward, Matthews's wrist seems better. He's shooting. He's in his normal position. Uh, Freddie did not travel with the uh, with the road trip, um, which, man, I don't really know. I'm I'm not like I leave the Toronto Maple Leafs are very very quiet about their injuries. Very very few things get leaked. Very few, and I think that's a little bit frustrating. Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more clarity regarding Keith. Uh, or just regarding the status of Freddie, like, he, you know, reporters are asking every single day, what's up with Freddie? What's up with Freddie? Oh, well, we don't know. More tests, more tests. Yeah, he's not, I don't have an update. You know, there's not a lot of trust in what the information we're giving because Jack Campbell was day-to-day for three weeks. Ah, uh. Right. You look, remember, remember when Freddie was hurt and then, and, uh, and Jack did his, it is, I don't, it, we, I don't even know it is le- his leg, his, his knee, his groin. I don't, we don't even know, but we don't have information. And so Jacob, these tests that are coming back tomorrow are determining which, which suitcase Dubis is going to open. It's going to be a deal or no deal style, right? It's, it's either going to be a, a, a forward or a goalie. Because if Freddie, if Freddie's, if this is when serious, is the deadline? Remind me when's the when's the trade deadline? I think it's the I think it's the twelfth. So like okay, eleven so days, about two weeks, yeah. And like they got a cor- well, the, the 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 U.S. to Canada quarantine was reduced to seven days, which was Dubis's doing. Apparently, he was not. <laughs> apparently, he was hitting up. Uh, um, All Justin uh, straight, hey, straight yeah, to Justin. Line. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um. Or Dougie, hundred percent. Dougie would be um, love that. Publicity. There's no way publicity. Um, He's not getting that done. <laughs> yeah, there would be an announcement about it, and then yeah. and then and, and a couple weeks, one. but and we wouldn't really see anything yeah. happen. Yeah, and then he goes, "Yeah, I'm not afraid. We 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 can reduce the quarantine." Um, but no, if if they, if Freddie's injuries like if this is like season ending, then we need a goalie, bro. I don't, I don't, I'm like we need we. I can't go in to a playoffs. With the tandem of uh, Hutchinson and Vivalainen, who is the that Columbus goalie that we got from Return to Lenin. So, and Dubis has got to answer the bell, man. If we don't make a trade, like this is a like this is the year, right? Like w- a Canadian team is in the conference finals. We're not facing Tampa and Boston and Florida, who are all doing really, really good, right? All these teams that we are up against in our regular division. Uh, allocations like this is the year man and so like a seven day quarantine these next three or four days are going to be really really critical for the Leafs in terms of making moves right like and and I'm scared more for this goalie trade because I think like three quarters of the teams right now in the NHL are dealing with goalie issues mm-hmm. goalie injuries mm-hmm. goalie injuries and I feel like that we're going to make like a panicking a panic trade which is going to come and bite us in the ass you know later and we need to do it we can't we need a goalie so it'll be interesting man freddie uh there's a lot of a lot of ambiguity about um about this injury because we've been told yeah nope jack campbell's fine day to day three and a half weeks later positive yeah. practice and he's playing tonight but we'll see i mean he's been doing okay right giving up two or three goals a game isn't isn't terrible, isn't tops in the league, but he was. I mean, he was absolutely awful 
giving up two free goals the last game he played, but he's he's been he's making like those 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 saves that we need that like you and I've talked about where like we need those like goalies need to make these saves and he's been doing that. So anyways. Yeah, and he's we're in all the games he's been starting in. So that's good too. Um, Jacob we got some bad news today. We've just been getting some bad news for like the last week and a week a week really about the about the Jays here. And so Oh my gosh. Where where are you at in terms of worry, anger, stress, um, yeah. nervousness? Um, where are you at with this? And if just tell everyone kind of the, the 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 state of of the, the the situation the Raptors are are currently in. Yeah. So the Jays um, uh, have lost Kirby Yates for this season, and Kirby Yates was our our closer this year. He was the guy that was supposed to lock down games. We gave him, I think, I think we gave him 5.5 mil with the chance to earn eight and a half mil for the year. So as a reliever, like that's a significant deal. And he led the league in saves in 2019. I'm sure you've like, heard of this. And he's just elbow issues out for the season. And we have him on a one-year deal. So um, that's frustrating. That's not the most frustrating thing that could happen to this team. To be fair, like I think someone like Ryu going down for the season, someone like Bichette going down for the season, someone like Springer going down for the season would be a, a much worse shock than than Kirby Yates being up for the season. But even mentioning Springer, Springer is going to be out for the first 10 games of spring and then he's going to get assessed again. We'll see where to go from there. But it's an oblique strain. And and I don't think like it's it's not elbow related. It's not ligament. So it's not knee um, ankle kind of thing that the stuff that takes, you know, weeks and weeks to heal. It's, it's, he's just gotta be careful with the oblique because, you know, you're using that when you throw, when you swing pretty heavily. Um, so I just don't want him to rush him back, especially if, if this is a season where we're planning to make a deep run in, I'd rather Springer take the first couple of weeks off than, than just not have him when it comes to September and we, we need to win every game. So um, it's, it's unfortunate we're not going to get to see him suit up for that opening day, but at the same time, Simon, I'm not too worried because our lineup is already deadly, and I think some guys are going to get chances now that maybe wouldn't have gotten chances before. So looking forward to it nonetheless. Tomorrow was opening day against the Yankees. We got Ryu versus Cole. Um, it'll be a great first test, Simon, to see kind of where the Jays are at right now because – the Yankees are tops in the division. Uh, it's their division to lose at this point, um, and competing with them is going to be is going to be key. So I'm excited to see how that goes this 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 weekend. Uh, is it a yeah. is it a seven oh seven start? I believe so. I believe it's a seven oh seven. I know they're not the first game of the day. A lot of people are upset too because some opening day games are being played like in the afternoon um, during work time, and that's just classic MLB being the best being the best at you know putting content out so it would just be nicer if, if you everyone could watch when they get home from work and things like that but the mlb wants to say no let's play games in the middle of the day on a thursday because it's opening day like anyway with, simon with, i'm excited with not for a it. lot of fans right yeah with not a lot um, of fans so unless you're in texas then you get full capacity but Yank, there'll be fans in yankee stadium tomorrow so that'll be that'll be cool um, not going to be full capacity, but Yankee Stadium is one of those places, Simon, where you just like you fans need to be there. It's, it's an iconic. Yeah, I've been to the 
the new Yankee Stadium. It's it's a great ballpark. Um, not oh, my yeah. favorite. Not my favorite, but it's what's your where's your what's your favorite ballpark? Uh, Simon, I would have to say either of the ones I've been to. So, um, the Giants Field is pretty cool because they got like that's what I, I yeah I was gonna say that too. Yeah. I, I went uh, when I was younger. Yeah, it's pretty cool there, and they got you know they're right on the bay. Um, it's just a great atmosphere. I watched Jacob Degrom pitch there too for the first time, so that was just adding to the experience probably so i liked um uh, washington washington's park was kind of fun too really yeah it was weird i that was the surprise too man like it was actually like a pretty pretty sick time um but yeah jacob really quick we just got some news lowry's out for 10 days with this foot infection how the heck do you get a foot infection man like how 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 are you getting a foot infection he a uh, foot he, infection. He came down with uh, tankinitis. That's what it is. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So just more bad news for an already crappy like Raptors team. Um, yeah. Who right. even? What's our lineup even looking like? It's probably Freddie, Trent, um, OG, Siakam, and Boucher? then no. They're still starting Baines. <laughs> Anyway, Simon, let's let's quickly hop over to some more basketball. And I'm sure everyone's been seeing all these reports of, of pe- people buying out players and then the players choosing to sign somewhere else. So the notable names were Andre Drummond, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Gorgie Dang. We won't talk about Gorgie Dang that much, but someone like LaMarcus Aldridge gets bought out um, from a, you know, not a very strong contending spurs and he lost his spot in like the starting lineup to Jakob Pertl actually former raptor um so he lost his minutes aldridge is like a seven-time all-star he's he's been all nba a couple times um in his heyday a top three power forward it is no longer his heyday simon and he wants a ring so he signs with the nets and people are angry about it people are saying all this to be the 36 year old lebron james or Oh, none of Kevin Durant's rings count. Harden's legacy is forever tarnished. Like, okay, let me just get started here because this this riles me up a little bit. Super teams are essentially necessary. And not even super teams. Good teams with good players are necessary to win championships. The Miami Heat, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, okay? Okay? The Celtics, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo, okay? Like, aside from maybe Michael Jordan's teams, every team, and, and Dirk Nowitzki's team growing up, all these teams, Simon, have good players on them. That's just, it's, they have good players on them. They're not teaming up to beat one guy. And even so, the Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and they they signed a bunch of guys in this offseason. They got Marcus Gasol, again, out of his prime. They got Montrez Harrell, who was sixth man of the year last year. They got Dennis Schroeder, who was a finalist for sixth man of the year last year. And they're not superstars they're still adding good players to contend in the playoffs. That's what the Nets are doing. It's not like LaMarcus Aldridge is still, like I said, that seven-time all-star that is going to average at least 25 points per game and 10 rebounds per game for a whole season. No, he's averaging like 12 points a game right now. Blake Griffin, similar situation. No longer that all-star guy. Why are people getting so angry with the Nets for signing guys that are out of their prime that would like to win a ring? 
and I may be a little biased as a James Harden fan. Like I want James Harden to win this ring. I don't think he has any excuse not to at this point. But what what is the difference here from any other like buyout market? Good players, like in the end of their career, are signing with teams they want to win a ring with because they haven't won rings, and it's the end of their career. And now they're acting like Lamarcus Aldridge is is prime Michael Jordan because he's going to ruin the league. Oh. Oh, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are, are seven, six times all-stars. Like, they can't go to the Nets. They already have three all-stars. Well, Marcus Saul is a, what, four-time all-star? He's not that good anymore. Like, why is this Why is this any different? And it's just people, people love So, what's the complaints here, Jacob? Is it, is it anger towards the Nets team? Or is it anger to specific players? Because I, I, I'm not as um, uh, in the know or, or woke, if you will, regarding basketball or kind of the narrative surrounding that. But where is the anger centered towards? Is it just the team that is like, oh, you know, this team's kind of unfair? Or is it specific players' actions, maybe with a little bit of emphasis on, on, on Kevin Durant because of yeah, kind of so- his career path and give me your thoughts on that situation because i think there a lot of players are, are angry about that but i also think there's a i think it's like kind of like focused on on him specifically maybe i don't know do you agree it is a little bit focused on him for sure because kevin durant um, is considered one of the greatest players in the game maybe of all time and and to get his rings he's had to join a team that he beat and in all fairness like yeah maybe joining the team that beat you in last year's playoffs just to win a ring is is can be looked at in different ways and i don't know i'm I'm not going to really comment on him because again i'm kind of a fan of the nets at this point but i can see why people are upset with him to be quite fair i can see why people are upset with him um in this case though people are upset mainly because the nets are are trying to load up on talent Simon, LaMarcus Aldridge has not been an all-star in years. Blake Griffin has not been the same since he's been injured or in like Detroit. No, I, I agree. I think like, I think the over, I think these, I think the narrative, like, like the discourse surrounding this Nets team, I think it's a little aggressive. I don't think these players are, are, are going to be making such a huge difference that it has resulted in um, delegitimizing a, this, yeah. this, this team. I don't think that's fair. No, and let me say this too. People, I can I can pull up the tweet right now. There was this guy, he tweeted, like when James Harden got traded and they had Kyrie Harden, Durant, which I believe is already enough to win. But how about this? You take James Harden and someone says, oh, all this just to lose to the Lakers in five. Oh, they're just going to lose to the Lakers in the finals. Oh, all this, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, the same guy tweets two months later. I can't believe the Nets want to ruin the league this bad. Like, like just, yeah, Yeah. it bothers me, Simon, because I just, they can't win. People want to win a ring. they naturally want to win a ring and, and they're old players. It's not like, like Marcus Aldridge is going to come off the bench average, maybe 12 to 14 minutes a game. He's not going to be the guy that's making the hugest, like, the biggest impact on the game. And so, it just bothers me that people take this out of context and say they got LaMarcus Aldridge because he's a name and they're trying to ruin the league. This is the only way they can all win. So Not Jacob, true. maybe it's kind of a, a similar situation to the, to the Joe Thornton signing with, with the Leafs, right? Like he's a, he's an older player. He wants to get a chip. He 
picked a good team that that is developing and, and he's going to want and they want to do it, its part. People were upset that Thornton signed. Obviously, it's not to the same level of, of the Nets, but I do agree. And I think there are some similarities with like, like, hey, you're right. This, the, the, you know, this player is in is past his prime. He's not going to mm-hmm. be such an impact player. And like, it's going to be good playoffs. Right, like assuming AD and um, LeBron are back, I, which I, I assume they will be, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good playoffs, man. I'm excited. I think like like let's go. You know, like I yeah because I think, well the Raptors aren't gonna be in at time, and so no. we gotta have some good basketball to watch. So yeah. and I think there's gonna be some good basketball this these playoffs, man. I think it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, um, I mean at the end of the day, like the Nets, this is still the Nets to lose. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying they're not any better because of LaMarcus Aldridge coming. Like obviously a player with that kind of experience is going to help your team. I'm just saying like, let's be realistic with how we're judging this team because like Simon, people join contending teams all the time and they get bought out. Yeah. It happens, man. And that's, that's just part of part of, of uh... it's just part of it. Super teams or even like good teams, Simon, they've been happening for a while and, Everyone's like, you need a super team to beat LeBron. LeBron's had great players beside him. And I'm someone who says LeBron is the greatest player of all time. But LeBron's had great players alongside him, give or take maybe one or two finals because of injuries. Like, man, he had Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and just players that around him that could just hit shots. Like like J.R. Smith, like Channing Frye. Yeah, now he's got AD. He's got a guy like Marcus Saul, Dennis Schroeder, like Montrez Harrell. I don't get it, Simon. Um I don't get why they, people people just love to hate on Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They're probably the three most hated on guys, like other than LeBron in the league so. or Aaron Baines. If you're a Raptors fan, because man, he is just getting it yeah. recently. Man, the thing is, no other fan base literally cares about Aaron Baines' existence. So I didn't I didn't know him before this season, and I wish I didn't. I did. I watched him get dunked on a lot of times on Sports Center, and I was like, oh, it's Aaron Baines getting dunked on again. And then you see the Toronto Raptors have signed Aaron Baines for $7 million a year. Anyways, Simon, um, is there anything else? I know you want to quickly touch on some. Let's, we can, I, I want to save that, Jacob. I want to save that because um, okay. I, I also want to come back next episode with uh, not only identifying the issues with officiating, um, but potentially proposing some, some rule changes that I think we could talk about. That could be a fun little, fun little activity um for uh for for next episode or another episode perfect and hey next next episode we're gonna have blue jays baseball going so be ready for a nice in-depth analysis of the game thanks again for listening everyone uh we appreciate it even though this is a little later in the week um yeah have a great one and thanks for coming by